We just helped James move, and this podcast has to be for four videos. We don't have an intro. <coughs> I held my cough until you were done. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for February, February. Jesus Christ. You're terrible at this. March 28th? This, this is, is the Loading Ready 26th. Run podcast for March 26th, 2011. Shit, <laughs> now this is the Loading Ready Run.com podcast for March 26th, 2011. Super. So, yeah, we. Um, you okay? Don't die. I would just like to point out I went to PAX East and there was like 70,000 people there. And I was like, I'm not going to use hand sanitizer because I have like really sensitive skin and I don't really care. I'm just going to hug everybody and whatever. And I was fine. And I was like, I'm invincible. And I came back to work and got a cold from my coworker. What the hell? That's what just, the hell? That's just not fair. Um, it's been many days since you last heard from us. Yes, it has. Because, well, <laughs> I mean, not as long as it might have been because James forgot to put up the podcasts until like pretty recently. Mm. I was going to say it's been many moons, but in fact, it's really only been one. A super moon. Ha-ha. It's been a super moon. Super moon. Um, Once in a super moon, the Loading Ready Run podcast updates. So we've got some serious video catching up to do. So the most recent video we haven't talked about is Cursing, which uh, was written by Andy. Um, Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's uh, he said... Um, he said in the, uh, how did he uh, defend it in the, not, not defend, but explain. in his blog post, how did how did he explain it? I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna... Well, that, that, you know, the con, like, swear words are very much sort of socially learned things and make very little sense in context, mm-hmm. right? So if you, if you say F you to some, someone who doesn't, you know, have a firm grasp of or has a grasp of language, but not a grasp of the traditions that surround it. It, you know, <coughs> doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything, or it comes yeah. across maybe. It's as only a offensive because we find it offensive. It has. Yeah. It's not actually a mean thing to say to anybody. It's culturally conditioned. Ourselves. Well, it's it's like this that um, the Penn and Teller bullshit episode on cursing when yeah. they're interviewing the lady who's just using other words to mean the same thing. It's like, well, then in ten years those words will be just as offensive. Yeah. <laughs> But you're you still are saying that you know that person is whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like those like sweet old ladies who say sugar and fudge. They mean shit and fuck. Mm-hmm. They know it in their hearts. They mean shit and fuck. Yeah, I, I knew, just you know. Yeah. I knew somebody who had actually conditioned herself that she said he double hockey sticks. Wow. But like in 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 moments of like actual mm-hmm. passion, like in, in when huh. when when actually you would swear she had conditioned herself so much that not only not just spelling it out actually saying he double hockey stick wow <laughs> swearing is what you make it is yeah. what i think we're talking about and he also wants to point out that uh some of the things mentioned in the script are offensive and he personally finds them offensive but that's the point mm. so we got the script and we were like it's easy for him to say yeah well, we were he like didn't have to say them in public well, we were like holy crap and he went to a dark place when he wrote this, <laughs> yeah. um, which it needed to. Uh, and so we were we were trying to figure out how we how to how to do it, it just because there's a lot of swearing, yeah. and putting in like beeps would have really undercut the whole point. So we decided to go with that wonderful PSA from Alex. Yeah, that yes. was my suggestion. Why don't we just yeah. put a PSA at the beginning? Just tell people there's lots of swears. And I'm pretty sure we didn't get any complaints. No, about we it. didn't because well, it was right there. So. Yeah, like seriously, there you if you don't like swearing. You have been warned. If yeah. you watch it, what are you expecting? Exactly. So, so I'm so glad there you go. that that seems to work. Let's let's do that next time. Hey, you know what? Hi, I'm Loading Ready Runs Alex Stacy. <laughs> Kathleen you know, wrote this video, so probably just don't watch it. Yeah, no, no. I'm Loading Ready Runs <laughs> Alex Stacy. Unlike the last time I did one of these PSAs, I'm in this video. You know what else is in this video? Lots of full frontal nudity featuring me. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the video. It just pans down and he's helicoptering the camera. <laughs> this is the worst idea ever. Let's we, do it. Oh, I, I like the idea that, that every like every episode of Loading Ready Run just starts with like a you know it's like all right the following things will be in this episode you know swearing jokes about urine probably <laughs> we should get Alex you to know, do more PSAs violence uh, like references just, to bears <laughs> yeah just 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 making sure it's like okay that's all things in this one. We should actually come up so, with our own rating system. Shooting this one though, <laughs> yeah. was an interesting challenge uh, for two for two reasons. One, uh, it was really cold. Like it doesn't look it in very the video because it looks like a bright sunny day, but it was it was cold, very it was chilly. Cold. 
Um, it was the coldest shoot I've ever done, and yeah, and that it was. was I, I don't know if it was more or less cold than the War on Christmas. I wasn't it, at the it, War, on, War Christmas. on Christmas. Was way cold. It was. Yeah, it, it was, was really, nearly. It was not even close to the coldest shoot we've done. Really? Not even remotely. Because it was the, like the going, street Commodore hustle. That was. We did the, that was like negative ten. But what? we were only. No. No, that was just because we were all wearing. That's like, we were all wearing t-shirts. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't no, that cold. No, it, it wasn't. It was I was fine. Yeah, I was fine when we were doing no. that shoot as long as I was wearing a jacket. But we were wearing like short sleeve shirts and stuff out in the cold. Yeah, the War right? on Christmas was definitely. War on cold. Christmas was cold. Uh, right. I didn't do the War on Christmas. I, I did Merry Christmas, Graham Stark. That, that was all right. That, that wasn't that cold. That was all right. I am not convinced that this was much colder than the uh, the one that we shot in the the impersonal information one that we shot in the, in the basement a couple weeks before. At the, that uh, one was very cold. That, that, was, that was very cold, but that did not have wind chill. Yeah, it's, it's still, the it was the wind chill that it, got me. Like like the only reason why this like as long as we were like moving around doing stuff, it was okay. Yeah, it was just the only reason why this got super cold is because when you're standing there holding the camera, yes. holding yeah. and having water. to stand outside of the sun because it would cast weird shadows. The main problem though was that this was a public park. And yeah. that because it was a sunny day, there were families. I don't know if Andy really, yeah, really anticipated that we would have shot it, shot it in such a public place. <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to be? Well, able to I mean, get we went to the park like and that. we we Just on the streets. We went you know, to some a, back alley somewhere. Yeah, we thought it'd be more interesting to shoot in a park, which it looks way better. I'm glad that we did. Random peacock walking by in the. I background. love that. That peacock is great. I'm we, so glad that was the good take. Yeah, after that take, we were like. That has to be the take. Yes, we look yeah. so exotic. We just have peacocks wandering around all the um, time. But the uh, we picked like a park, like an area of the park where most people weren't, but there were occasionally, you know, people walking by, and and it, that wasn't even a major path, and everyone walks across the grass anyway. But there was a lot of sort of, no, no, you can go ahead, we'll wait, and like, just so you know, ma'am, <laughs> your small child probably should vacate the premises. Yeah, because well, you, you no, went man. over and he went over and actually talked to a a I mother did. and two kids who were walking our yeah. way and going, uh, we're going to be swearing. Well, we're going to be saying some pretty offensive things. You probably it was, want to take it your was kids in particular, to another portion of the park. It was in particular the, the scene between me and uh, me and Matt, I guess. Yes, because we were shouting. Because we were shouting over yeah. a long distance, right? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. Uh, but, but, I mean, it's one of those things where if you... You got to do it because if you half-ass it, then you just have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So you like might as well shout it out as loud as you can the first time, mm -hmm. yeah. so that it'll actually be a good take, <clears throat> well, and you won't have to do it again. Exactly. And as you've said before, you know it's better that you like man up and go full bore when you're shooting and just deal with the embarrassment of that, yes. than half-ass it and then the final then you're embarrassed of the final product forever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, yeah. The embarrassment of shooting is fleeting, but if the final product sucks, then that's then you're stuck be, with it. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be embarrassing. So that was fun. Um, <coughs> uh, I can't think of much else to do with that one. Um, but yeah, we basically just shot it right right as Andy wrote it, and he was he was very pleased with the results. So that's good. Uh, so then we did reality tear, which was um, sort of came up as a result of almost a joke, which is we uh, Kathleen and I and Alex were moving. And Kathleen was like, you should come up with a video. It's, we were moving on the Sunday, and we normally shoot a video on Saturday. And so Kathleen said, you, you, know, we, uh, you should write a video involving an empty apartment that we can shoot on the Saturday before we move. But she was sort of half kidding. Because we've fine, already done the, like three videos with empty apartments. Yeah, and the or fine tradition of, or of the like zombie one. Yeah, because we, we did moving out, which was when Matt and I actually moved in together. We did, uh, yeah, House of the Dead, because my parents had the big empty house. We did apartment hunting in the same big empty house. Uh, so yeah, but what I what I hit upon the idea of doing a sort of a reality show, like one of like the the fixing up shows, and I wanted to do something about hoarders for a while, and I got the the idea to do hoarders, but with someone who Probably just something tiny. Yeah. Well, to someone who doesn't actually have a hoarding problem, but thinks that they do. Uh, the the shot at the beginning of that video, by the way, is the pile of stuff that Kathleen and I were getting rid of, to like, go to, to, like to go to the Salvation Army. Yeah, when we moved from the old place, which was a lot of shit. I bet there are people like well, I, we were downsizing. It's it, so. it, it's sort of like an anorexia thing. Like I can imagine there are people who, you know, constantly feel like they're hoarding too much, even when they have like nothing. Yeah, those yeah. are the kind of people who live in like big white, sparse houses with like one beautifully bespoke uh, couch in the corner and like one like you know like, Italian I'm light. Like, I know I have so much room. clutter. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live in a house like that one day. <laughs> I really hate clutter and bric-a-brac. So you, you aspire to be one of those people. Yes. 
Great. Um, <laughs> sounds very I think, dull. I think right now that Graham and I have reached a good median point in our accumulation of items. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then, like, that only went for so long, and I... I don't know why I thought it'd be funny to have Morgan's character from Pwned burst in and the thing to be like a setup. But once I did think of that, the whole thing just like unraveled. That it was, that it would go back and forth. It may not have been as pre- presented quite as well as we could have, though I'm not quite sure how we could have done it better. I don't, I, I disagree that more shows would have improved it. Like going back and forth to more other reality shows, which was a suggestion a couple people had. Yeah, um, I mean, they just sort of which is not, longer. Yeah, not that it's a bad suggestion, I just disagree. Um, uh, just because, yeah, it would have just unnecessarily extended it. Because once it gets rolling, it's very, very quick. But yeah, it goes from Hoarders to Punked, then to Intervention, and then to The Bachelor or one of those type of shows. So, and, and, then to, and then to American Idol, <coughs> again, with a Jersey Shore reference in the stinger. And, uh, <coughs> yeah. And, like, I guess if maybe, like, we had change things visually a little bit more yeah between shows yeah i messed with the like just the 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 color correction but like really. if we've been able to actually like change up the backgrounds and stuff or like go to a completely different location all of a sudden well different, no different that lo- different location than not necessarily yeah no i think it was important to stay in the same location um but but if uh, we had changed like changed, more stuff like when the table came in yeah you know yeah and changed up yeah and changed up like all the lighting and everything if we've been able to have like candelabras like big standing candelabras behind morgan yeah like when he's when he's being you know when he's being the bachelor and then like a like a like a plinth for the rose Mm. you know but uh but no oh well anyway such are the failures of being you know yeah. yeah and on the right side that's that's Graham and Alex and I's new apartment. Which you've yeah. never seen. In, Which you will see a lot well, of. Well, you've already seen it in a, in a recent video. Uh, also, the reference with Morgan was the was one of our longest callbacks because that was like the second second or third episode of season two. Yeah, was the yeah. the pwned the pwned episode. Mm. Uh, yeah, was, like pwned. So that was fun. Hasn't been on the air for years. Actually, 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 future actually is barely relevant. Actually, pwned was on the air for a lot longer than I thought it should have been. Which Did was surprising. Did it like keep going after Ashton Kutcher left? Did Ashton Kutcher leave it? I thought it was. I thought he was like the executive producer. Well, I thought so too, but I thought he was like that's the like I thought the reason why it stopped is he went. Yeah, out it only ended in two thousand seven. Huh. That's still four years ago. Well, it is now, but still. Reruns began airing in two thousand nine, and with Persian dubbing in twenty ten. Well, I feel like that would make punk better. Persian dubbing being dubbed in Persian. Yeah. Anyway. Quick, get Gianco Meshi on this. Yeah. Uh, so, um, then, Synchronize, which we aired at our PAX uh, <coughs> panel. Paul. Yeah. Um, so, this is um, probably obvious, but this is... You want some water? I'm good. Yeah. Aw. So coffee. Don't mind me. Keep going. All right. This is my my fascination with just uh, you know analyzing, uh, having sort of blowing up little teeny weeny pieces of, uh, you know, like typical movies or something. You know, something that in in a typical movie is just sort of glossed over, and really going in and analyzing it and being <laughs> like, what if they got like what if they got hung up on this thing that's just the very beginning before they even start the heist, and just they can't you know they can't make any forward progress. I don't know. Sometime, sometime I would love to, uh, you know, like have like a full length movie that's basically just, you know, people doing a heist or something and every single aspect of it has the same problem. <laughs> they just can't get movie. It would probably be a bad movie, but like, it would probably be way slow, but I just think it would be funny just to have like every single part of it. It's just like, why is this so hard? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's very like, it, it's, uh, what I would call it, it sort of actually reminds me a little bit of um, who you're going to call mm. in that way. Like it's a very small idea. Like I've written, you know, like uh, green uh, high noon uh, and stuff like that, where it's like trying to sort of tell an epic story and stuff. And I kind of like, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, this kind of one where it's just a very, very small, uh, <laughs> con- you know, sort of very small story of just these guys trying to figure this thing out. So. Yeah, it's basic. It's not that not complicated. Yeah, uh, and James was the security guard at the end, which was nice. Which is yeah, James always had to be the security guard, which is nice. And 
We actually, thanks to uh, Ray for getting us a real calculator watch. Yep. Second yep. time he's pulled through on that. Yes, always very important to, mm-hmm. to, have, for, to have a real calculator watch. Exactly. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. And we shot that in the, uh, in the same... Um, General uh, area. Same, well, yeah. In, <coughs> around the corner. Around the corner from the, where we shot all the daily drop and in-personal information. In, the, in, that, in that same basement. Yeah. But it, it was, was a lot as cool. Yeah, it was a lot more pleasant that time. Yeah, damp though. Damp yes. down there. And then, bros clubbing bros. Yeah. Which uh, certain people who had been watching Desert Bus religiously were long awaiting uh, this, apparently. Yeah. Uh, the appearance of bros clubbing bros in, um, in, uh, in an episode of Hustle. Okay, so... I... Um, we didn't we didn't put together a question thread uh, this time, and so I just put out the call on Twitter, and I see a lot of questions about it that that the sort of the story of it will uh, will answer. But there's there's a lot of truth in this episode. The way this originally started is um, I don't recall who sent it to me, but I I or if I just stumbled across it online, but I found out about Bros Icing Bros, which was a thing started by like some New York hipsters to force your friends to drink. Uh, Smirnoff ice. Yeah. <laughs> Smirnoff ice because it's not that great. No, it's yeah. awful. And it's alcoholic. It's super sugary. And, and the idea is uh, that, you know, it's like... Right before they go to work. Yeah, something. right Yeah, right before they go to work. On the way or, into a job interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's meant to be like forcing them to do it at really awkward times. And if they, and if they choose to participate, right, then they're... It, you know, it's like they can only do it to you if are you actually just going to drink some club soda. Yeah, are, are there more of those in there? Yeah, there's a bunch. I'm actually, I was nice. getting thirsty hearing you talking about this. I was like, wait, we put all the leftover if, club uh, soda from the shoot in our fridge. So, but the fun part about it is that you can't just give it to them. You can't just be like, hey, be nice. I mean, you can, but that's boring. It's more entertaining to make them find it. Such as putting one in their coat pocket and be like, hey, can you grab my keys? Or, you know, like, oh, what's that under there? You know, and then they go like, oh, you've been iced. And then you have to drink it. And if they don't, then they can't get you back. And the whole blocking rule is, is for real. Now, Smirnoff actually shut down the website for this because people thought they were doing it as like a viral marketing campaign. Which is a shame because it's a great viral a, marketing I know. Campaign. They, they should have they like, they, mar- like, they should have owned it. it, was, it was, their marketing it was, part was kind of like, this, the, the humor from this does derive around the, from the yeah. fact that our product is revolting. Yeah. Um, yes. well, no. Beyond that, there's also... Uh, like encouraging well yeah they're responsible yeah. drinking practices so, that they're supposed to needless to say I thought this was that. hilarious and I pitched it to Alex as like a thing that we should do uh, but not with Smirnoff because one ugh, and two you know like hey you're about to go out for the day have a drink like chug a drink even if it's something like Smirnoff also as he says in the video Alex doesn't really drink so um you know, but it's like, but it still has to be unpleasant. And I literally came up with the Safeway store bought iced tea because I had it once and it was vile. Which you guys actually did for a while. Yeah, no, yeah, there we was, did. We there was a case of iced tea that was kept in the spare bedroom at yeah. Woodhall because we still case of, in case of tea in case of icing. Like, icing I, yeah. I feel yeah. like. The Arizona iced teas kind of put the kibosh to that. Yeah, yeah. When Alex started carrying it around there, because you can't chug that. That's just that's you just, just unfair. Yeah. yeah, at least club soda doesn't come in tall boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we did that for like a couple weeks, and there was there was one or two very entertaining ones. Like I snuck one into his bag and waited till he was over I, at um, Kim's house, and then phoned him and was like, "Did like did you like do you still have that cord for my thing? Could you check your bag?" And he's like. Oh, what the... Wait, why is there a thing of iced tea in here? Like, because you just got iced? And it's like, oh, over the phone. It was amazing. I, I remember at uh, AE, that you guys were doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Like, Anime Evolution, yeah. Anime Evolution. So, but then that then that stopped around about, I guess that would be like September. Yeah. Um, then it, <sighs> Desert Bus... Well, Desert Bus... Oh, right, no, no, that was it. We'd, we'd had this big discussion because you were drinking club lots soda. of club soda as an alternative to pop because yeah. you get the... The sensation of pop without all the calories of pop. It makes you feel like you're drinking something. Yeah. And like nobody... something like that is that is like, I am drinking this beverage as opposed to I'm just chugging water all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we had a big debate one day about how uh, most of us find the taste disgusting. I would just like to point out you don't, that Jer, you... Tally, and I yeah. all enjoy club soda. That's fine. And that's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess it's gotten... not really a debate. I mean, it's yeah. like... 
you we don't like the taste of club soda we like the taste of club soda yeah we're not gonna like argue you're not gonna argue into <laughs> it's like oh you're right your your points have convinced me that yeah. i now but like the club point is, soda. don't but try I to think, club me kids because i'll be like yes i will have but a delicious I think, frosty beverage i think that you. i think that alex made his made his opinion most known yes yes and uh so yeah during desert bus itself uh we had these 24-hour driving shifts um, and I wanted to make sure that I was well hydrated. One second. I'm just going to do something to the microphone here. Okay. Ooh. Ah, uh, good call. Are you getting better levels now? Uh, oh, it's wow. probably much louder now. Hello, better levels. Let me just uh, take that down a little touch. It was on the wrong side. I just realized that it wasn't quite on the figure eight, so uh, you guys would have been a little quiet, mm, and I apologize see. for that. Uh, during Go the bus, yes. um, I, I, we were doing these 24-hour driving shifts, and I was like, I'm going to get dehydrated. I should just make sure that I've got lots of water, to hit, like partially just to help keep me awake. So I, I, on the way into the office, I was like, oh, I'll buy this 12-pack of club soda. And so I just had it on me. And at some point, you know, I don't know, six hours in, uh, I don't even think it was that long. It was like four hours in. I remembered this whole discussion that we had, and I just gave one to Alex at some point. and was like, you've just been clubbed. It's on. Which is a brilliant name, of course. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he reacted as Alex will and, yeah. very entertainingly. It was awesome. So then, um, people started talking about it in the chat and we're like, you should club Alex again. You should club Alex again. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know. I want it to be like better. So then like, I was actually getting a little bit grumpy because there was so, there were so many like magic games going on on camera during Desert Bus. Mm. Um, and I, I was like, oh, we should, but there were magic cars around everywhere. So I was like, wait, wait. It was mostly there was a lot upstairs. To be honest, Alex like spent practically no time on camera because he was upstairs playing magic pretty much the whole time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I so there was one of my bo- one of my uh, boxes downstairs. So I stuck another one in the in the box and then asked Alex to get a deck out of it for me and yeah. club him again. Um, and then you know after that it just sort of became a thing. So it was mostly clubbing Alex. I think he came back at you once, once or twice. See, but the problem is that it's got no teeth because you like club soda. Yeah, it's got well, it's got fewer teeth. Um, and then there was another one where uh, he he and um, he and Gregory I think were having like a Magic versus Yu Gi Oh game. Yeah. And then I I faked that Tally had sent down prizes from the prize box because <laughs> someone had left <laughs> someone had left like a ghostbusters one blu-ray yeah so just to do something with so i was like okay great 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 so one of the prizes is the blu-ray i'll give that to the per- to whoever it was robocop it was robocop and i yeah. gave it to you yeah yeah so i present it was it was matt and alex and 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 uh and so i gave matt the blu-ray made a big deal about it and then gave alex the other prize which was of course a club soda um, i was pleased to see that so many people remembered the coffee cup which i believe was johnny blakeborough did that yeah Ian, Ian oh, Horner. Oh, was, was it, it Ian? Okay. Was it Ian? Oh, okay. That was Ian who did that. Sorry, Kathleen's in the bathroom. Does yell at us that that that, that was Ian? Because that was a stroke of genius. Yeah. That oh, it was me. to. <laughs> there you go, club, club soda. soda. Uh, yeah. To cut it in half and cover the cut with the sleeve, and then when you try to pick it up, it just pops right off. Just like just like you see in the video, and it was amazing. The, yes. Uh, Unfortunately, I believe Alex at that point was equipped with club sodas to. Uh, to no, he to just retaliate. Yeah. I think at that point he was also getting really sick of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, that was when he just started wearing the bandolier all the time. Yeah. Well, no, that didn't. That, that didn't was, happen until later. Yeah. The, the the other like really good one during Desert Bus that oh, I remember was kitty. Think, yeah, it was it was playing Find the Kitty during I think Morgan's shift. I I can't remember. It was there's a video of it which has been linked from the forums, but it's it's like the the crap shot where Alex goes around you know like accusing me of being a kitty, and so we so we had everyone. It was like an improv game. We had. Alex leaves the room, picked who was going to be the kitty. Um, I don't recall her name. She was visiting from Vancouver. Um, Nicola. Nicola. Thank you, Kathleen. Um, uh, she was the kitty. And then we we're like, when he finds out, give him this. And it took forever because he, like, we'd, we'd sort of made this unofficial thing that, like, he had to press the same person three times and then they had to then they had to reveal if they were the kitty or not. Uh, also notable during this, I was not around for the for the beginning of this game. Yeah. I walked in halfway through and yeah. was like, "Okay," and sort of was enjoying watching it. Yeah, and then he finally pressed Nicola three times. She did she did like the monocle and like curses. You've rumbled my nefarious plan. And Alex was like, "Yes." And she's like, "Also, you've been clubbed." And he went, "What?" <laughs> could and Jer also didn't didn't see that coming, so he was. I, I was on the floor. I was oh, on yeah. the floor laughing. I just completely lost my shit. It was really funny. And so <laughs> and so then the and so then the next day, 
Well, Alex I, came back. Yeah, and other people like other people started getting into it too, like yeah. hiding it like behind cords that were loose and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, the next day, um, he came and I sort of knew that he had something up his sleeve. Well, he was being pretty obvious. He's like, "Hey, hey, Jared, I think I, I think I got something for you. I yeah. think, I think I got something that you might like." Yeah. And I just assumed that he would, he was just ready with a counter. Yeah, I was woefully unprepared for the reveal of the duct tape bandolier. Well, I think we all were. Yeah. Because he was hiding it in his coat really, Very really well. well. And then, yeah, just basically like that. It was like, you know, he gave you one, you countered, he countered, you countered, and then he just went, boom, what? What you got? Yeah. And that was the end so, of Rose Club and Rose. They, they, it wasn't really. Well, well no, it meant that, that nobody could end. club Alex. No, it wasn't. That yeah. wasn't the end because the scene at Yellow Jacket, the scene at the card <laughs> shop, is completely true to life. Completely true. Well, except for I wasn't actually there when it went off. But yeah. I knew that Alex was coming to a card tournament later that day. Or no, was involved in the card tournament at that time. Yeah. And Matt and I stopped by the store, dropped off a box that said it was from a Loading Ready Run fan for us. Just like us in general. But knowing Alex, we knew that he would accept it on our behalf and look through it before he before he like gave it to us. <laughs> right? Well, just to see what was inside. He wouldn't take exactly. it. Exactly. He wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take anything. But he would totally He'd look inside curious. to yeah. see yeah. it. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, of course he just took it, opened it right there, and got clubbed. And Nelson took a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so the other the other aspect to the video, which is the sorting magic cards, is like so that all happened at Desert Bus, which was in November. The sorting magic cards was we were cleaning the office on the on Friday, and part of that was sorting all our magic cards. Yeah, that was actually concurrent. Like like we started and, sorting before we started shooting, and we finished after we finished shooting. Yeah, because I'd written most of that episode but there was a thing in the middle that was just missing there was like a scene there was like a scene that needed to be there in the middle and i didn't know what to do it about and then friday night jer was like suggested we do a video about sorting the magic cards. i actually didn't suggest the video alex had alex had offered to clean the bathroom with the sort of uh with the caveat that he gets caveat to sort, that he yeah. got to sort the magic cards um and he he invited me to help him sort the magic cards yeah um, but was unaware of my complete ADD when it comes to sorting magic cards. Yeah, uh, no, that line about Jer alphabetizing things and looking stuff up, like originally that's true. that OCD, was OCD. I think you meant. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I actually suggested Graham change it to make it sound to make it sound more insane and more accurate to how Jer sorts <laughs> cards. Like, like well, we holy added, bucks, we added man. One more, the uh, we added like the uh, sorting it by the picture in Homelands. Yeah, I don't actually bother with that. And my my one concession, as as Graham yeah. pointed out to I think Paul yesterday, is that <laughs> circles yeah, of protection. Circles of protection. You don't need to sort those. They no. just go into one pile called circle of protection. And if anyone wants it, they'll find it. And yeah. you ignore them. And yes. you ignore them because yes. Um, really. But the uh, so it was it was basically start sorting cards on Friday. <coughs> jokingly suggest we do an entire video about that on Friday night. Finish scripting that episode later Friday night and shoot that episode on Saturday. Yeah. And then finish shooting the episode on Sunday because the mic was off for an entire scene. Oh. Uh, <sighs> sad fan. Also notable, anytime you see me sorting magic cards in that entire episode. And this includes not just the scene downstairs with all the cards, but also the scene at the end where Alex comes in with the hat and Jarrah's sorting cards. Yeah. Anytime you see me sorting cards, I am sorting our actual card collection. Yeah, he is, yeah. He is actively Might looking is, stuff up. Yeah, otherwise that'd be a waste of time. Exactly. Yes. Might as well. We are multitaskers. Exactly. So yeah, the... Um, or rather just doing one task all the time. Yeah. So uh, uh, <laughs> so that's probably the, the shortest turnaround <laughs> of something that happened in real life to showing up in a hustle because it was that day, yeah. basically. And uh, you just finished yesterday, didn't I you? I finished last night. Nice. Yeah. I had not been sorting them consistently. No, it's not like every day. It's not like it was yeah. an eight-hour job or anything, like no. every single day, but no. It's like coming down the home stretch. No, and I mean, it, it was, like, I'm able to do it for a few hours at a time without, like, without interruption, but whenever I can rope someone else into helping me, mm. well, yeah, it much, goes much, so much faster. And it's, you know, Jared, more interesting you know to be like talking to, to somebody and yeah. showing goofy cards to each other. Oh, man. You know what I like to do for a few hours at a time? Play video games. <laughs> I do that too. Fifth edition uh, flight with the zebra. <laughs> that is the best version of flight. <laughs> it's ever. so good. And because, it's the only version of it that's had that art. I'm because, pretty sure. Yeah, because there's. They probably greenlit that art because they're like, that's stupid. Cool, because the thing is, it's no. like there's no. Like like the other cards, there's like an indication of movement, or they have like magic wings or something. But this one is just it's just a zebra in the air like, going, what the, the fuck? <laughs> 
a startled zebra yeah. at like a thousand feet up. That's like that's so it. Awesome. I've mentioned this before, but card. art on magic cards has really, really improved. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's also like the implication. So, like you cast the. This is like you know the the wizard has cast flight on this zebra. For what end? <laughs> like, what's the zebra going to do in the air? Is it going to attack somebody? Well, Tally has consistently asked me, like, why Why are there not, like, better creatures in magic? And, you know, her, her definition of better creatures is, like, red wall creatures. Like, you know, cute little mice and badgers and... Because they're going into battle. And, and it's like, yeah, but there's sort of, like... There's you the don't, scrib nibblers. Scribblers. You don't go, like, I'm going to attack you, so I'm going to summon this adorable hamster... Um, yeah, you Hamtaro, play, you go. Can play yeah. Pokemon if you want that, right? Yeah. Exactly. No, no offense to Tally. I I like cute creatures. Well, Tally, Tally's read a lot of Redwall, right? And so she's she's used oh, to. Oh, Brian yeah. Jock. Yeah. You can describe food so well. I was going to say describe <laughs> feasting so well. <laughs> the rest of the stories are kind of mediocre, but feasting, man, you get so hungry after reading those books. <laughs> All right. So uh, we didn't put up a uh, question thread, so I put out the. I put out the loading ready run symbol on Twitter. Oh, uh, by the, just before we go, by the way, uh, thanks to everybody who came out to our screening. At, yes. Yeah. At uh, sorry that we kind of failed at actually promoting it properly, but thanks to everybody who actually did come out. Yeah. Because it was a lot of fun. We'll do. I I think we're gonna do one s- in, sooner than next year. Yeah, maybe sometime in the summer. Yeah, and and actually make and, a and make a deal because the the, the people with the VCR. The people at the VC are super cool, so yeah. it's so it's a lot easier for us to do it there. So we can <coughs> we can do it with uh you know with and fairly easily. So but we'll try to coordinate so. a, we'll try to like give you guys more warning and coordinate a time where other people might be able to come out and stuff like that. Uh so um here's some of the questions. Uh Megs and Megs and Yaxley both ask if there's gonna be any more loading times for PAX East, which there are. I uh, just one I'm, more, isn't it? No, there's well there's one for uh Saturday and right. then one for well, there's the remaining days are the Saturday, the Sunday, and the Monday traveling back. But right. I don't know that there's much that happened on Sunday and Monday might just be com, uh, yeah, I mean, there glommed into one. Saturday yeah. is there's like the there's like the meetup, there's the uh, the panel in that, and then there's also our arch enemy game against Mike Robles. Oh, which is important. Speaking yeah. of, of uh, Robles and just on the on the clubbing kick. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about next pack. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> No, me too. But yeah, the so Monday. Except nothing. You're not, you're not missing much. On Monday was like us getting up at noon, uh, having yeah. food, and then going to the airport. That was yeah. about all we did. Yeah, we were so tired. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. We were just I tried. Like, let's luxuriate in bed. I was trying to get a cheap iPad because they're cheaper in the states and also less uh, sales tax. And also sooner. And also sooner. So I uh, I actually uh, I actually got up at like eight. And because the thing is, our hotel was connected to a mall that was right a- directly across the street from the Apple store. So I was actually in a unique position of basically sleeping across the street from the Apple store. <laughs> so I, I got up, I walked there, I waited in line for like 25 minutes. And the guy came out and was like, oh, yeah, we don't have any. So I was like, all right. And I went back to the hotel and fell back, back asleep. Nice. It was, it yeah. was, which, to which, let which you was guys know how exhausted we were, like I had like the previous night asked for a late checkout. I was like, can we check out at one because our flight's not until six. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. That's fine. Whatever. And then like we sort of like woke up and then we're like, oh, God. And then I looked at the clock. I was like, we, we have to be out of here in 20 minutes, guys. <laughs> yep. It's 1240 in the afternoon. Yeah. So, so yes, there will be more videos. Um, how did you make it so you didn't have any kids around while someone <coughs> cursing after that? Uh, yeah. Uh, we kind of didn't. We, made, we, we tried. Well, yeah. We were very respectful of the other users of the park. Uh, H. Bird James asks, just how many club sodas were cracked open for the video and or in real life? We bought two 12ers? There's, there were two 12-packs purchased for the video. Now, I think we used at least a full 12 Well, pack. not really. So mm-hmm. the night, so the day that we shot that video, that the uh, most of the video, yeah. that night, um, Tally had a birthday party where she invited like some, some of her friends and co-workers uh, and our place is not very big, so we actually only had a couple of people over. But um, she uh, she made me go to the liquor store and buy a bunch of liquor. So I got red wine, white wine, beer. Mm-hmm. Not, no one was really drinking anything um, because they were afraid of the new drinking laws that we have here. Right. Um, but uh, one of her friends did deign... Just to, just to fill you in, the new drinking laws are absolute zero tolerance for driving. If you are driving with absolutely any alcohol, they they'll will... Suspend your they'll suspend your license. That's not quite true. They'll... Well, okay, what is it then? 0.05. 0.05. Below 0.05, it's just a warn. 
They just warn you. They have the, they've always had the right to suspend you at any level of intoxication. They can suspend you for not like but, for not yeah. having slept well last but this, night. It's what this means. It's point oh five is the law. But it's what it's what it means is it's gotten to the point that people are afraid to go to a restaurant and have a glass of wine with dinner. Yeah. Well, not everybody. But the thing is, if it's like um, I can't go out and have a glass of wine with dinner because I am a light, I'm a cheap drunk anyhow, and. Uh, even if, like, the only way I would feel comfortable was if I was going to be sitting there, I would have my glass of wine at the beginning of my meal, had appetizers, had my meal, had dessert, and then maybe went for coffee afterwards. And most people aren't going to want to spend five hours out because they had one glass of wine. Yeah. So people just don't, right? So anyway, so, anyway, so people were afraid to drink. And uh, so Tally eventually got one of her friends to, to have half a glass of white or of red wine, uh, which almost immediately got spilled all over the carpet. <laughs> and so... I was like, okay, that's fine. I know how to deal with this. So I, know, first of all, I know where there's a lot of club soda. We took white wine and put the white wine on the red wine and covered it in salt. And then I jumped on my bicycle, rode to the office, pulled a half bandolier of club soda, <laughs> stuffed it in my jacket, rode back home, and then just started then, shaking them and spraying them all over the carpet. And then, and then you know, the door opened and Jared silhouetted in the doorway with a bandolier of club soda. It was, that was pretty much I am it. here. Yeah. So um, I'm here to remove your stain. Yeah. So, but during the course of the shooting, we had to open one can where the scene where uh, Alex finds one in Jer's jacket pocket, and then we had to do up his bandolier, and then Jer had to open and one. I think a second or third one ended up getting opened. Um, but then that last scene where Alex shows up with the hat and reveals the bandolier and everything, there was no audio for that, so we had to reshoot that. The next day, before just before the screening, so we had to so we had to, we had to rebuild the bandolier, and luckily we still had enough left over for that. But uh, so, so probably about six or seven cans yeah. altogether. Have Mr. Harry Bentley asks, have fans ever clubbed you? There have been a yes. lot of threats. Really? Um, <laughs> well, I got a um, I got a package after uh, when we were in Seattle. Some of our friends gave us a um, uh, like a care oh, yeah. package to take home. Yeah, I remember and that. And the bottom of it was like a it was a box that one of their friends had sent, um, and it was like it said something like "to Jer for excellent work during Desert Bus." And I was like, "This is a club soda." Um, and <laughs> I'm not even gonna open it. And it no, was. and and as we were on our way back, I I opened it, and it was a club soda in this like weird shaped glass bottle that you can't get in Victoria. So hmm, nice. it was this, uh, when we were at the uh, the char- Pax charity dinner or the the Panera Kid charity dinner. Oh. Uh, there was there was some somebody was making very uh, very pointed threats that she was planning she was thinking of clubbing uh, somebody or all of us. I they she, always deliver your your food at the charity dinner on plates with like the platters over them. Yeah, and I so wanted a club soda under Alex's. Plate. That would have been amazing. Oh. And I just. Couldn't figure out how to make it work. <laughs> yeah. If you work at food services you know at the what? Washington Convention Center, please contact us. Well, no, right to it's the Ha Ha Alex Carol uh, yeah, But maybe run. if I talk to Kristen, maybe mm. Kristen could make well, that. Well, basically, you just watch the person about to come to the table and just like get up. Here's Go five dollars. Here's yeah. five dollars and a club soda. Give it to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, do you have any tips for moving? Oh, right, because we're moving James today. Right. Um. Pack up everything beforehand. Pack up everything beforehand. And have a lot of friends to help. It went have, really quickly. It, it was, did. Well, we had like seven people there. My, yeah, my, my, the tip that I try to follow is if any of your friends ask you to help them move, do it. Because you will probably need help yeah. <laughs> in the future. So there's kind of a, there's kind of a karma, I feel. Um, I, I, I felt very obligated to help James move because he helped me move. I'm so sick. Uh, well, I did it anyhow. Speaking of cursing, what's your... Uh, you, do any of you have a favorite or least favorite curse word? No. I actually tend to, when I'm when I'm actually like legitimately angry, I tend to sort of like, or when I'm annoyed at something, I tend to like actually switch into like freaking fiddle battle. <laughs> you <laughs> like, become Ned Flanders. I, like I switch, I switch just because you know it's just diddly diddly. Yeah. <laughs> ah hell, diddly ding dong crap. <laughs> yeah, I so you know swears are good. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Uh, ooh, uh, I, I like the fake like uh, um, Frel and Dren from uh, Farscape. Yeah, I like those a lot. Uh, Belgium, man, Belgium. Ian J asks who got clubbed the most, which was definitely Alex. 
Absolutely. Which yeah, is why the which is why the montage of Jer and Alex clubbing one another. Jer gets clubbed once, and then it's, <laughs> it's just Alex the whole time. Um, what what is the best way to club my friend? Mm-hmm. That depends on your friend. I uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people have been sending me twit pics of pictures of club soda. Dot Sam said my question comes in the form of a picture, and the the picture is a picture of Canada Dry Club Soda yeah. with a Thank with you, a Sam. with a new uh, with a different label than the one we it's had. Probably an older one. Fan- no, it looks it looks newer. Can fancy. I see? I think I feel like creativity is the key. That's yeah, the I think so. One. For for clubbing, uh, yeah. like just putting in somebody's bag is kind of boring. Like I think, like the to me, the epitome of the clubbing is the is the uh, Starbucks cup. Yeah. Like I think that level, yeah. because then, because if if like the desired response is the person laughs because it's so awesome, and then they're like, ah, oh, that's so great, uh, and you're like, no, 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 you actually have to drink that. You're like, they're like, oh, oh, but then, but then, you know, it's so awesome that they're obligated to do it. Um. Trimantha asks, how long does it take for you to know to get to know the users from the forum, e.g. to the stage where you recognize their posts? Um, not not long, actually. At the PAX meetup this year, people were giving out... It's, we, we, we like to go around the circle and have people introduce themselves and then also say their forum name if they're on the forums. And I recognize nearly all the names. Oh, yeah. I recognize names. It's, it's tricky, like... Because you, know, you usually go by the the avatar, right? Yeah. And so then people change their avatar, and you're like, "Who the hell is that new guy?" Like, yeah. Oh wait. King cool, changing your avatar. All the Ooh, time. wait! I just thought of a good way to club somebody. Okay. All right. Uh, make like a crop circle of a club soda, like do it in like a cornfield, and then like when you're flying, like if you're flying over into play, be like, "Hey, dude, look out the window," and they look out the window. And wow. That would be. And then you sweet. hand them a club soda. <laughs> and like, ah. Oh. Actually, that would be even better if it's a pilot and a co-pilot clubbing each other. <laughs> uh, if you were able to club your significant other by like hiding hiding your club under articles of clothing and having them remove it, then uh, I think that that probably wins. That would probably spoil sexy time. It might be worth it. <laughs> it's got a can down your pants. Just like, then it's like, se- then it's like sexy. Jeremy, you are happy to see me. And then it's wait, sexy wait a second. time. Yeah. <laughs> you just got clubbed. Uh, I, I can imagine the noise Tally would be making, and I don't think it would be a happy one. I think she would be annoyed. Again, she likes club soda. So. Yeah, but still. So I think, I think a, your your comments about breaking the mood do yeah, ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Silfo asks uh, for each of the four recent videos that we're discussing, which which is your favorite? He says he likes cursing. So it's cursing, reality tear, synchronizer, bros clubbing, bros. I I I think from a from a production and. Acting in general, hilarity standpoint, I, I'm probably going to go with cursing as well. Yeah, I think me too. Yeah. I, frankly, like bros, bros, I like, like synchronize a lot as well. Rings too true to a very happy place in my heart. <laughs> I so. also really enjoy bros clubbing bros. I don't know. Uh, they're that, like our children. Exactly. Um, was ah actually was anyone actually clubbed during the filming of Bros Clubbing Bros? No, but. but Yesterday, as, as predicted, it kind of restarted the thing. Yesterday, yeah. I got back to my place, and because we had to buy Smirnoff Ice to use as a prop, I go in, I sit down, I got my new iPad, and I go for my utility knife to open it, pull open my desk drawer, and guess what? Kathleen and Cam have put in my drawer while I was out. Yes. Friggin' Smirnoff Ice. No, Cam and I were sitting there, and we're like, oh my god, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Um, and uh, it was fairly we, long. We spent like Except a, then I a had good to drink 15 it. minutes trying to figure out where actually to hide that gram. Really? And we were like standing in front of your computer trying to figure it out, you know, in our you know very analytical way. And then you actually came home, so I just opened up the drawer and closed it really quick. Nice. And it worked way what, better. What would happen, you know, from a, a there needs to be some sort of uh, a ruling on if you put a Smirnoff ice or a, a club soda in the fridge hmm. and then they like the person opens it up and it's there, but. It's like I think the fridge is the one place. But like the fridge is like where it would be anyway. No, one of my ideas for Bros Clubbing Bros was, uh, or for just clubbing Alex in general, well, we, was to go over to your guy's place, right? Um, and go for like his cokes in yeah, the fridge, yeah. and take some fishing line and tie the tab from a coke to the tab from a club further so he, further back in the box, further back in the box, so that when he pulled the coke out, the club would come with it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I like, did. I when like we were doing, it's got to be somewhere yeah. unexpected. Well, well, when like, we were doing iced tea, I did have to make it clear. I was like, by the way, those three cans of iced tea in the fridge, those are for me to drink. So you can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that, like, if you had, like, a box 
of say coke in the fridge and, and then you, you like hid one and you it. put like took a coke out and put a club soda in it and then put a coke on top of it in front of it so that when you pulled the coke out it just revealed that there was a club soda there i think that counts actually you know what would be amazing but... if you could somehow bake a tiny hole in the bottom bottom of a can of coke and take all the coke out <laughs> and then fill it with club soda and reseal seal it. It. There, there, are, there are ways of uh resealing pop cans actually you mm-hmm. can you can open them just a little bit pour the pop out and then you can uh, use sort of leverage from the tab to actually move the the um, the ceiling tab back into place and pop it out of the can, and then you can just push it in and seal it, and it it makes a perfect seal. Wow. We, okay. okay. I want to do that. Now. You have to do that. All right. But, so but like, it's got to be somewhere where I, I've seen it's obvious like that a demonstration of how to do it on the internet, and it looks like it's really uh, time consuming. Yeah. So, yeah but, but I've seen mm-hmm. you like pinhole in the bottom before, though. Yeah. Yeah, just and then like just, drill out a little hole in the bottom, empty it out, <coughs> refill it, and then find a way to seal it. Yeah, just yeah, like a little like a blob of glue or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, what was the weirdest PAX East experience for those that went? Not going. I, I, okay, there was a lot of... There was hey, a lot I of... paid for my own ticket, Matt. You <laughs> could have paid $1,200 to go to PAX East just like I did. I know. I'm not... What? I, everybody could have done that. I'm saying I didn't. I'm just saying don't be bitter. You well, had the opportunity. I'm allowed to, like, wish I had gone. All right, fine. Um, the, uh... Uh... There was a lot of really... Uh, there was a lot of really great stuff that happened. I think... The, okay, two... Okay, two weird things. Waiting for the Blamimations panel huh. to start. Scott Kurtz <coughs> was... Uh, who had just gotten into Pokemon for the first time in his life was trading Pokemon with people. As I, I mentioned this briefly in the in in the loading time of it, but he was like, yeah, anyone else who wants to trade Pokemon, just come up here to the stage. So there was Scott and Chris sitting at the table, and there was and Chris was turned away from Scott completely and just had this lineup of people doing Pokemon trades with and no one was waiting by Chris. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go say hi to Chris. So I w- went up his side of the stage and just stood there. And then he turned around and was like, what? I'm like, ah, I just felt like no one was coming to see you, so I wanted to say hi. He's like, oh, all right. Cool. Hi. And I went and sat back down. And then he was like, actually, yeah, that's a great idea. If anyone has just stuff they want to give me, I don't care about Pokemon. And people just kept coming up and giving him random things like candies and snacks and little buttons and pins and stickers (laughs) and stuff. And then uh, uh, Scott's doing his last Pokemon trade and turns around and sees this pile of stuff because he's been facing the other way and focused on his DS the whole time. He's like, what the hell? He's like, yeah, yeah. Pretty sweet, huh? And then it cuts to the part in the video because I wasn't rolling. Then where uh, Scott's like, "No, it's no, it's cool. I'm I'm fine over here. I guess I'm no, it's, <laughs> it's fine." That was pretty awesome. But also, we were watching one of the uh, PA Q and As in the Overflow Theater, uh, where they just repeat it onto a big screen. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, yeah, great we, idea. We, and also, there's screens around the whole convention center. Oh, that's awesome. That play with whatever's going on in the main. Oh, theater, the new convention center is really good. Oh it has wow! Really good I hope Wi-Fi. they do something like that for yeah. Pax I, I think Prime. they're. I, I think they're planning to. Um, uh, and so we're sitting in there watching it, and this guy walks in with the most amazing Tron cosplay. Like I don't know what material he was using. Like what the glowy. It looked L wire, I think. It, yeah, it almost looked like glow sticks, but this amazing stuff because the the room was dark. Yeah. So this like fantastic Tron outfit, and we're and and we're going like, wow, this like what an amazing outfit. And then he walks through the room, pimping out some some panel later, being like, I hope I see all you guys later in this panel over this in one of these theaters. Okay, bye. And we're just sort of like, oh wow, that was that was not the voice we expected to come <laughs> out of that person. I, a, I don't know. I found that weird. Unfortunate speech impediment. Yeah, but it was a phenomenal costume. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the weirdest thing that happened to be at PAX. I mean, it was weird. Like you saw it in the in the uh, uh, in the loading time, but that we ended up just randomly sitting beside one of the people from Wizards on our way there on the on the plane. Yeah, was which just, was really cool. Uh, yeah, and, you know, very very cool guy, and just turned out to be just the random. Circumstances. Yeah, if you were a uh, Pokemon CCG player back in the day, that's uh, Pokemon Master Mike mm. from uh, Wizards who would do the the Pokemon updates. Now he's in a different uh, different department. Well, Pokemon is no longer the Wizards. Yeah, also that. 
So it was um, previously by Wizards. Yeah, yeah, Wizards licensed it off um, off of Nintendo to market in North America, and they oh, did I had no for idea. a few years. Yeah, and then then Hasbro was like, "Hey, these people are making all this money off this Pokemon. We should buy that company." And so the Pokemans. And then, and then, and then Nintendo the took the license. The license expired, and Nintendo took it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hilarious. Trimantha mentions, "I should let you know it's called EDH, not Commander." It's called Commander, not it's, EDH. Yeah. It, Sorry. It's, it, it was originally the, the the magic format was originally called Elder Dragon Highlander, often called EDH. Wizards is officially supporting it, and there's two problems with the name. One, Highlander is a copyrighted thing. Two, it rarely involves the Elder Dragons now. And so both parts the, of the name are alive. And basically. the the official rules committee, who is still in charge of the game, Wizards is not taking control of the game. They're just supporting it. The official rules committee is accepting that and. The official name is now changed to Commander. So that's, that's, that's what I it is. I think EDH is an acceptable name. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but I'm just trying to I'm just yeah. trying to call it Commander because that's yeah. what it's going to be. But I mean, like, that's what it's going to be it's called. Gonna, it's going to be called EDH by people forever because standard is still called Type Two. Yeah, yeah. And then, but in the same way, but like, I, I get the impression that lots of people, you know, saying EDH are not actually like, you know, when you actually think Elder Dragon Highlander, it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, just but yeah, it's the same thing as like Highlander in is called Singleton. Yeah, it's Highlander. Singleton one hundred. Yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Dooman is asking Alex what Minecraft servers he plays on the most. Um, Escapecraft, which is the escapist one, and Lurecraft.com, which is ours. Well, not. I mean, we don't run it, but it's run by our fans, and it's totally awesome. Yeah, and we go on there again. And there's an amazing cathedral. Don't oh, go God, there and the grief it. Astounding. Or I will find you well, and they, slap you. They have major anti-griefing systems in place now. Uh, and James Wilson asks, have any of you seen Black Books? Yes. 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 It's fantastic. Yes. It's awesome. <coughs> it's super cool. We were actually quoting Black Books on another last night. It's true. Oh, right, yeah, the vegetables, yeah. <laughs> like, like what, are all... these, what are these colored things? The vegetables. You know I'm allergic to vegetables. Yeah, like like all British series is, uh, you know, it's possibly too short, but maybe that's for the better. I, I kind of like it when they when they quit while they're ahead. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean that British series, they the British also, system the third tends to lend itself to very ridiculous. Bernard, Bernard, look, Bernard, look, look, Bernard. Look. <laughs> I'm a robot pronto from the future. That was that wasn't the that third. wasn't no that wasn't the first series. It was my favorite Bill Bailey line ever. Nice. So I'm quite pleased with how. Well, how efficiently we were able to get through that. All right. Yeah. Well, Let's wrap it up. So we actually should, we'll actually try to actually do a um, thread for people to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that my laptop is running on reserve battery power, uh, yeah. Good night and good luck. Good night and good luck and we will talk to you good later. Good night, good luck and good clubbing.